Welcome to Act 3, the podcast where we explore how to thoughtfully shape the rest of our lives. I'm your host, Kara Gray. This podcast is sponsored by Good Morning Freedom, my retirement coaching service where I help executives and professionals plan their Act 3. For more information, stay tuned until the end. Hey there, listeners. Before we dive into today's episode, I've got some exciting news to share. We're all about celebrating life's big milestones here. And what's bigger than stepping into the golden years of your retirement? That's why I'm super excited to introduce our exclusive retirement swag collection. Picture this, stylish hoodies, sleek t-shirts, and classic baseball caps, each crafted to embody the spirit of retirement. It's not just about kicking back and relaxing. It's about embracing freedom, stepping into a new phase of being rewired, and thriving in your Act 3. Our collection celebrates these moments with designs that are minimal yet chic, modern yet timeless, perfect for you, or as thoughtful gifts for your retired friends and family. And guess what? Shopping is just a click away. Visit goodmorningfreedom.myshopify.com to explore our range. Each piece tells a story, your story, of a life well-lived and a future full of possibilities. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the link as well. But here's the catch. These are exclusive, limited-time offerings. So make sure to grab your favorites before they're gone. Celebrate retirement in style with our retirement swag and let the world know that the best is yet to come. And now, on with the show. Today, I welcome Erica Baird and Karen Wagner, the founders of Luster, to the podcast. In their words... When we retired from our decades-long careers, overnight, the world treated us differently. Before we retired, we were relevant, vibrant, and valuable. After we retired, we were seen as irrelevant, done, and old. The career women of our generation were hidden behind outdated stereotypes of retirement and age. We launched Luster to showcase retired career women as we really are. Luster women are not old and not done. We are smart, relevant, visible, and fun. We are approaching the retirement journey with a new attitude and new expectations. Luster captures that fresh and edgy approach. We remade the world once. Let's do it again. Welcome, Erica and Karen, to the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you ladies about all things Luster today. Well, thank you. We're very happy to be here. Perfect. So I like to kind of rewind a little bit at the beginning of these interviews and talk about um, your career journey. Karen, you were a litigator at a major New York City law firm for about 40 years. And Erica was in the general counsel's office of um, PricewaterhouseCoopers for about the same length of time. Um, You both got married and had children during that time as well. Tell me about those years. Well, those years were, of course, they started out a little differently from now. Uh, We were among the first women, I think both of us were among the first women in our phase of our careers. So we, we, to some extent, we had to forge our own paths and figure out not only, of course, how to get ahead, but how to look, how to act, how to be women in a world that was largely great pin men. It was great. It was a wonderful 
I loved my job. I loved my career. I loved everything about it. But there certainly were times when you had to figure out who you were. We, what we say about it is we had to come out as women. And that was a big change on the, um, on the, on the waterfront for us. And uh, it was great. Once there was, of course, a critical mass of women in some level of power, things changed. But at the beginning, it, there was some exciting times. Exciting is a good word for it. <laughs> and, uh, I also, I read somewhere that you guys um, kind of bonded over having a, a more distinctive style in the office and really um, wearing some bright colors still today, I see. <laughs> I think that that's very cool and certainly probably set you apart from the great pinstripes indeed. What did you enjoy most about your careers? I think both of us felt that we were contributing in an important way, um, that we had a purpose, that we were both, um, though I'm a litigator too, by training, I converted to being more using those skills as an advisor, but we were both problem solvers. And I think we, we really felt that not only we were helping clients, but institutions to really navigate some very difficult and sometimes life-threatening in a corporate sense issues. So we felt that we had a purpose, we felt valuable. And I think we also felt that as women, we were adding a new dimension to the workplace that really didn't exist before. Not only were we more colorful, which we were, and not only were we more fun and better at organizing social events, <laughs> um, and making sure that we didn't have to eat steak all the time. Um, but we were we were providing a different way of looking at problems because of our experiences were different from men's. And I think so we added that perspective to the workplace too. That's right. I think one of the great things about the practice of law is intellectual challenge, uh, which is at some level, of course, the same for men and for women, but I think that people do think about intellectual challenges differently. And so having a workplace where you have a broad representation of people thinking about things slightly differently is stimulating and fun, but also effective. How did the two of you meet? <laughs> we went to the same law school, although um, I graduated a couple of years before, but as we continued in the profession, there were fewer and fewer women um, because a lot of people changed careers or went, took a break and raised kids or whatever they did. So the women, especially in New York City, and I'm, I suspect everywhere in the country that were in the profession, kind of started to know each other. We got together a lot. There were very few women that we didn't know. And Karen and I, were of the sort that we knew that we couldn't open our mouths very much because we were kind of put in the back of the room. So we, we both kind of at the same time started wearing these clothes that let us, kind of our clothes spoke for us, right? We couldn't open our mouths initially when our clothes announced our presence and were noticed. And so we noticed each other. We both liked leopard, we both liked colors, we both wore a lot of orange. And so we, we bonded over that initially. And then over the years, we 
Karen's law firm was a outside counsel that we hired a lot. So we worked together that way. And then we also were very politically engaged. So we, we worked together that way too. But that's really kind of the, how we first met, I think. So tell me, I want to get into all things Lester because I think this is a really great membership program for women in retirement or women getting close to retirement. But first, tell me, tell me, give me a couple stories of what you were experiencing when you describe feeling irrelevant and done and old. Like, give me a couple of those war stories. Yeah, so right, really quite soon after we retired, you know, we didn't yet understand what to say when somebody says, what do you do? You know, yes. when you say, I, well, actually I just retired. Then people sort of get this glazed look in their eyes and kind of wander on. And then you realize that doesn't, that's not good. And then we, we wanted to figure out how to do something useful. So one of the experiences that really caused us to think about Lester was we volunteered to work for a nonprofit we liked very much for free to do something for them that they wanted and that we knew how to do. And so we said, you know, we'll do this for you for six months and that'll be that. And we loved the nonprofit and they loved us and everybody loved everybody. But after they all thought about it, they decided they couldn't figure out where to put us in the organization chart. So they'd love to have us on the board, but they didn't want to use our skills. And we thought, well, Mavish is nuts. We've got to figure out a way that this doesn't happen. And we began to realize it's partly because people had not seen people like us before, women who worked through careers and were retiring, but had a 30-year at least runway and wanted to do something purposeful after they retired. Yeah, I think the others... The, the lack of retirement speak for us initially of this kind of, oh, you're not interesting anymore and you're not valuable and you have nothing to contribute across the circuit was pretty widespread. But then we started to notice that there were no real images of us out there. I mean, there were the people, the movie star people, but frankly, the Helen Mirrens and the Jane Fondas, they're still working. So they weren't good, you know, they weren't good role models. But there was nobody, I mean, everybody that you saw in commercials or billboards was either talking about financial security, which they were worried about, or something health-related. Right. The, uh, the real role model seemed to be that lady who's fallen and can't get up. And we said, well, that's just really not the right picture for us. We've got to change this paradigm. Yeah. The needy person. Right. Okay. You know, so we... We basically said, how, how could this possibly be? We, we actually trolled the internet or found somebody that was willing to do that for us. I can't say we did it. Um, to see if there was anything like us out there. And we found absolutely seven years ago, nothing. There was not one site that we could find that, including the very biggest ones and some smaller ones that said, this is who we are. We buy clothes. We look good every day. We, you know, put on makeup and go out and do stuff. Um, they talked about any of it and nor did they talk about the shock of retirement. I mean, the real shock of it and how you yeah. feel about it and 
what you're going to do about it and anything hopeful about it. It was all, you're retired, you're done. Now you can go to the beach or you can move south or do whatever you're going to do, but you're done. Yeah. And really, it should be such an exciting time in one's life where you can choose how you want to spend your time and what you want to do and who you want to be around. And I mean, way more control over that stuff than in your actual career. So I I love this so, so much. So I attended my very first Lester event last night. I signed up on their membership, which is very reasonable, by the way. I'll let you tell all about that. But they do a lot. Every Is everything on Zoom or do you do some in-person events? Give me a bit of an overview of Luster as it is today. Well, as to the events, we do events in person as well. We started out doing events in person all the time. And yeah. then, of course, we got um, COVIDed out. So then we did the events online, and now we do both. And so we have a pretty robust schedule of activities, some live and some online. Yeah, the the events are kind of interesting because what we've been able to do through really networking and our own own and other members' networks is put together a program generally once a month, some months it's more, um, of speakers who or experts in their field. Um, we have a prominent professor coming up on um, AI together with a prominent person in the business world who's advising governments and clients about AI. We have you know, an expert in Asian art. We have all sorts of things that we think are of interest to our demographic, but are not people that you would normally find on the internet for money or for free. So we're yeah. looking for, you know, people like us that know something and are willing to share it with this demographic because they're interested in the questions that we, they get. I mean, the nice part about doing it virtually but live is that we can actually have a conversation with participants who can actually ask questions and get live answers, as I'm sure you saw last night. Yeah. And now it's great because you can have a much wider audience. Like I live in Chicago and you're in New York, so I'm not likely to come to any of your in-person events, although maybe. Um, (laughs) uh, Chicago. We're hoping. And actually, we do have a a weekly broadcast you probably would be interested in. It's a news broadcast at 9 a.m. on Thursdays. 9 a.m. Eastern. 9 a.m. Eastern. And it is hosted by a former ABC correspondent based in Chicago. Oh, nice. Terrific. And she talks about events of the week, but but from a very specific perspective, you know, how it might interest us. So we do a lot of different things to engage people. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Erica. The only other thing I was going to say is that Lester, in addition to the events, is a lot of content about the retirement journey on the one hand. And then once you get over that hump, and you start taking control of who you want to be and how you want to look and how do you want to be in the world, it, there's a lot of um, lifestyle um, content about where to go. And then finally, there's something called the Luster List, which is a member sourced list of things to do, places to go, places to stay around the world that members are recommending to each other. Um, oh, that's that's very cool. And you want to see a hotel that somebody might have liked in Turkey or Croatia or New York City for that matter, you can consult the Lester list. 
Perfect. Tell me about some of your favorite events that you've done with Luster. Um, should I go first? Um, one of the favorite ones that we did and we're doing again coming up in March is with a professor of political science who really is a wonderful speaker um, with no agenda, but just telling you what you didn't know about the political state of the world, but particularly in the U.S., and puts a really, just really informative about politics in a way that you, no newspaper is going to tell you. And so I, that's one of my favorite ones. And I have uh, many favorites, but I am very interested in art. And we do have some really good, have had some good art tours, uh, sometimes of some of the top world-class uh, galleries, like Pace Gallery, which is all around the world, but there's a big one here. And also the auction houses that are in New York. And they will also give you a tour of incredible art that you can, that's only there for a month or something, but you can go there and see it right up close and have some guide tell you about it. So those are some of my favorites. Yeah, we had a world famous, I'm just going to say one more. We had a yeah. famous um, design historian who gave a lecture about um, history and design and what makes something valuable, you know, what makes that, that Eames chair valuable and that Eames chair not valuable, um, and what is the history and how does, how does design reflect the history of the times and is it is it rebellious or is it reflective of the times? And that was really interesting too, I thought. Yeah, um, I love that it's, that your content is super curated towards exactly the demographic that you're trying to hit. That's an, an exciting space to work in for sure. As we know, the largest population of folks right now are exactly who you're trying to speak to, who you are speaking to, I should say. Where do you see Luster in five years, 10 years? What are your big juicy dreams and plans for the organization? Well, we're planning to take over the world. Yes. And um, we're planning to make sure that um, Women of our age uh, and, of, and with our kinds of backgrounds are seen for who they are as useful and helpful and wanting to be part of the world. And so we have ideas about broadening our media footprint and broadening our event footprint and broadening everything and probably partnering with people who should be interested in our, in our cohort. As you said, we are the largest we're also the wealthiest as a cohort. And so we think there should be people who would be interested in partnering with us to create opportunities for us because it will benefit them. So we def definitely are looking forward to having a bigger and bigger and bigger footprint as we move forward. Well, I have three dreams. <laughs> okay. Do tell. Dream is that we have enough resources to host a conference or series of conferences around the country to convene together, to get together. I mean, one of the things that has happened as you retire is you disperse, right? There's no place to convene. There are no conferences that you go to in the same way. I would right. love to see the looks of a room of women like us 
just women like us. We can decide what the content is. We can decide all those things. But I just, the power that would be in that room would be amazing to me. Um, so I'd like to see that. That's my, that's my first dream. My second dream is that people that make clothes would start thinking about us so that they would put sleeves on their dresses and they would make the hems a couple of inches longer and all those kinds of things. So I would like them to do that. And then the third thing I would like is that the guys that sell really pretty cars that I want would actually see me and they wouldn't have to go like, no, <laughs> it's not that guy over there. It's me. I want this. Those are my three dreams. <laughs> You're well on the way to getting them come true. Yes. Yeah. But I would like Lester to be seen as saying, you know, we, we're missing the boat here. I mean, to put it more seriously, that that to make the point that these young men that are running all these marketing agencies or whatever they're doing are getting it wrong. That yeah. I don't want to look like a 30-year-old. I don't want to be her. She's not aspirational for me at all. It doesn't sell your product, and it's frankly insulting. For sure. And as you were mentioning before, Karen, you know, just about the fact that this demographic has money. Like, why why aren't marketers and brands paying really close attention to what we want right now? And, you know, what's in, in giving it to us? We'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually asked a few people in the world, like, why are you ignoring us? Because you know we're there. Why are you ignoring us? And one of the answers we got, we found somewhat comical, and that was, we don't want to sell you your last car, meaning we expect you will we'll be around more than a couple of years. So, you know, although with the millennials will be around longer than you will, of course, that's factually wrong, and it means they're not paying attention. And I mean, Erica at least buys a new car every year, so they really should focus on her. But it's this mindset that you have to change that, okay, maybe we're 65 or 70 or whatever. We have a long runway. We're here and we're active and we want to get out there and do things. So, yeah, do things, buy things, travel, see the world, eat out at restaurants, support the economy. I mean, all of it is well within this demographic's power. Yeah. Now you have me thinking about what to do. <laughs> I really want you to talk through how membership occurs and what's involved in membership with Luster and how my listeners can sign up and, and get involved because I feel like a lot of people are going to be very interested in not only hearing what you have to say right now, but being a part of your organization moving forward. It's very easy. I'm glad you mentioned that it's not very costly. So you go to www.luster.net and you can sign up at $65 a year, which entitles you to all of our content, the Luster list, attending events. Um, and it's simple. Um, we, we really wanted, we've been in business, I guess you'd say, for seven years. And for seven years, just to be, to tell you about our journey, it was totally supported just by us. And then there came a time, you know, we said, okay, well, we can't, we don't have unlimited resources. We can't keep doing this. And we went to investors. And we want to grow. And we want to grow. We don't want to stagnate. And we had built a pretty significant um, footprint of subscribers and social media 
followers. And so we said, you know, we need outside funding and there's all the market and we had all the research of we're the richest, all the things we've talked about. And investors said to us, really interesting, we agree that you seem to be reaching this demographic that we have not been able to reach. Your messaging is resonating because we're part of it and we're not 27-year-old men or whoever is writing this copy. Um, I'm giving young women the benefit of the doubt because we're their mothers. Um, but, but the, um, you know, we, we said, okay, but what's the problem? And they said, well, you haven't demonstrated that you can make any money because everything you're doing is for free. And we need to see that these women are willing to put down some money for something in order to give you money because nobody gives you money. You're not a nonprofit. Nobody's going to give you money without thinking that there's money to be made to recoup it. So we, we sat with that idea for a couple of years <laughs> um, and then said, well, really, if we're going to grow, if this is going to be something more, if we're going to be able to host an event in Chicago, if we're going to be able to host an event in the West Coast where a lot of our readers are, or Texas, then we need funding. And if we're, our message is resonating, as we're told it does, then we should ask them to become members and, and let's do this together. And so that's really why, why it's now a membership site. We're hoping to build it. We know it's slow going, but we're hoping that if we can, if women will tell other women, then together we can use this as a platform to say, you know, we're here. I mean, we want to be seen. We want to not go to this nonprofit and offer our services and be told, you really should be, I mean, effectively what they said to us, you worked really hard for so many years. We don't really understand why you don't want to just do nothing for a change. Yeah, they're like, okay, maybe when I'm 90. <laughs> I mean, maybe, not even, I don't feel for you two. <laughs> And I don't really like what you think that I'm going to do for 30 years. Right. And, and that, thank you for the message out. Yeah. Because we do think there's a lot of women like us who have plenty to do ahead of them. And they, they want just to have barriers removed. That's all they want. That's right. People, what they should do, we're just saying you should be able to do what you want to do. That's right. That's right. And that, you know, that's going out, spending money, continually learning things, which your platform is great at, like continually feeling inspired and full of life. I mean, there's a lot of life left to live. Oh, my goodness. OK, one final question. As trailblazers who are re redefining retirement for women, what is one key message or thought that you want to leave my listeners with today? I think the key message and thought is you are not done. You just go out there and do whatever you want to do and you'll be able to do it and you'll be rewarded. Yeah, I, I, I think I would say pretty much the same except this. Don't let what other people think about you and your age and your status get to you. You know, you didn't before when we started out, we didn't let people say you're not worthy worthy of being at the table. You're not worthy of being your advice being followed. We shouldn't be doing it now. 
And I think that's kind of that a large part of the problem is that we're reflecting inside what Im the images are and the comments are about age and all the jokes and all that other kind of stuff. Don't let it get to you. You know, fight it. It's it's we've got to be defiant and say that's not who we are. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I know this is going to be very valuable for, I think that my listeners are at least 50% women, if not more. So I'm very excited to get this message out and to have more people join your platform. Thank you. And we look forward to meeting you. We will be in Chicago and we oh. will meet you. I, I promise. Great. I look forward to it as well. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. You're welcome. This podcast is sponsored by Good Morning Freedom, my retirement coaching firm. I help executives and professionals plan the non-financial part of their retirement, like how to discover new purpose and how you want to spend your time. I offer a one-on-one -on -one coaching retirement blueprint package where we work together to discover some new avenues of exploration for your Act 3. This coaching is completely custom and we'll provide you with a ton of resources and support as you transition to this new stage of life. For all the details, please go to goodmorningfreedom.com slash services.